Hi everybody, thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you'd like to know more about us or connect with us, then please do go to our church website and we would love to get to know you some more. Here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages and inspires you. We are continuing our series today called So Good uh, because God is so good to us and we've been focusing on this for the last few weeks and today we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 1, um, starting at verse 3 together. So if you've got your Bible and you'd like to follow along with us, then please feel free to turn to it. Alternatively, the words will hopefully appear on the screen behind me as well. But let's listen to God's words together as we uh, think about God's goodness now. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about you Uh, since I have you in my heart, and whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. A great passage to remind ourselves of this morning. And before we go any further, let's pray uh, that God would speak to us as we think about his word together this morning. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to gather, to worship you, and to learn about you. And Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the Bible and how it reveals the wonder of who you are to us. And so this morning, as we come to look at this passage together, we again open ourselves to you. Would you come? Would you lead us? And would you reveal more of who you are in the midst of our lives? This day we pray. Amen. Well, I have entitled today's message, Fueled for Good. And uh, fuel is a little bit of a hot topic at the moment. It's a topic that's on everyone's mind. I don't know if anyone's had to fill up their car recently. um, But over the last few weeks and months, we've seen people panic buying and massive queues outside petrol stations of people who have tried to get the fuel just to be able to do their everyday jobs and tasks that they've needed and wanted to do. A few weeks ago, uh, or a couple of weeks ago, just as the petrol crisis started, I went off to a comedy night um, where half, well, half all bar one of the performers turned up an hour late because on their way to the gig, the, they'd all decided they needed to get petrol and um, spent an hour queuing up to try and get petrol to be able to get to the venue. 
When they arrived, I thought they were quite funny, um, but the guy, the one sole performer who'd been left on the stage trying to carry the whole room with him and entertain them for an hour whilst he waited for everyone else to turn up from petrol was, shall we say, somewhat less amused at being left in the lurch. As well as petrol shortages, we've heard of gas prices going up too. Uh, we've been fortunate as a family that we've not had to fill up our car with petrol over the last month or so, so we've got about 50 miles still in the tank and I'm refusing to fill up until I have to. But we have just been told that our energy supplier, our gas company, has gone bust and we're in the process of being reassigned a new energy supplier and waiting to find out how much more expensive it's going to be once we are given a new provider too. Fuel is important. Fuel enables us to make progress. It propels us forward in life. It enables us to do what we want to do, and it provides for us. We will be able to shortly heat this building because of the fuel that will provide us with heat to keep warm over the winter. Each one of us will have something or a range of things that fuel our lives that drive our lives forward. Our lives might be fueled by our dreams and our ambitions, our family and our physical needs, our reputation, and so many other factors might all fuel us forward and propel us and give us our drive in life. Over the last few weeks, we've been looking at the character of God, reminding ourselves that God is good, all the time, God is good. Come on, we can say it together. God is good. All the time, God is good. We can try and be, and as, we, as God is good, God wants us to reflect his goodness into the world around us and to reflect God's goodness. We need to fuel that goodness within us that we might be able to show it to the people around us. Kimberly's going to be showing God's goodness around us, but that's not just Kimberly's job. It's a job for all of us to do as well. We can try and be good on our own, and we might have some success. God's good, uh, but reflecting the goodness of God cannot be done by our own efforts alone. Rather, we need to fuel our good tanks with God's goodness within us that that might overflow and empower and enable us to live out good lives that God has called us to live as we uh, reflect God's goodness into the world around us. The Apostle Paul in this passage recognized that we are all on a journey into the goodness of God. God is good. All the time he's good. And he who started a good work in us, Paul tells us, will see it through to completion. He started it and he will see it through to completion. We are on a journey. But if we are to be the people that God wants us to be and finish this journey, then the question is, how can we be good? How can we reflect the goodness of God to the world around us? How can we feel the goodness of God in our lives that it might propel us and drive us forward as we live our lives for Jesus? 
and reveal his goodness to the world around us. This morning, we're going to look at three things that Paul tells us will fuel us to continuing the journey into the goodness of God. And the first of these ways that we can live and embrace the goodness of God in us is by finding joy on, in, in the journey. I don't know how you feel about going on a road trip. I quite like going on a road trip if I'm the one who's driving. I like the process of getting from A to B. I like going on an adventure. I like having something to do whilst I'm sat on the, in the car driving along the road. But when I'm a passenger, I'm not quite so full with joy. I don't like sitting in a car cooped up for hours on end with just a window to look out of and kids in the back saying, are we nearly there yet? Um, as I'm sure we can all remember. Um, as Paul starts this letter to the Philippians, he is full of joy for the journey that God's people are on in Philippi. He's full of gratitude for them. As he prays for them, he says, my heart is full of joy for you. And the reason for this is because of their partnership in the gospel. Not only have they heard about Jesus, but they are committed to standing with Paul and doing all that they can to support him in sharing the good news of Jesus and playing their part in the place where they live to reveal the good news of Jesus too. Paul is not full of joy for the church in Philippi because they are perfect. Throughout the rest of this letter, Paul continues to teach and educate and lead the church to be the people that God has called them to be. But in this moment, in this setting, Paul is grateful and finds joy in seeing the journey that the Philippian church are on. And this makes me ask the question, where do we find joy today that it might fuel the goodness of God within us? In verse 6, we hear Paul's wonderfully confident statement that he who began a good work in you will see it through to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And this shows us three ways that we can find joy in the journey into God's goodness today. Firstly, Paul recognizes what God has already done, and he finds joy in it. Paul planted the church in Philippi. He told many of the people there about Jesus and walked the journey into faith with them. He knew them. He cared for them. He'd seen the way that God had already been at work in their lives, and he was full of joy. What do you see that God has already started? How do you take joy in the midst of that? In wonderfully made and faithful friends, things that God has already started, let's find joy in those things. In this church family, the history over the years of being a part of this church fellowship here in this community, let's take joy in it. In your life, how do you already see what God has been doing in your life and take joy in it? God is good, and he is continuing to reveal his goodness to all around us. Let's see what he's doing. 
Let's see what he has done and find joy in the, the goodness that he has already revealed in our lives. As Paul looked at the church in Philippi, he was filled with joy because of what they had done, but he also filled with joy because of what he was already doing and the progress that the church were making as they followed Jesus. The church had not reached its completion. It was not perfect. It was not the finished product, but they were making progress. They were moving in the right direction. And Paul was filled with joy at the progress they were making. So how might we be filled with joy when we see the progress that God is making around us? We heard earlier in our our church news how six years ago we as a church started talking about investing in our church buildings to resource the mission and the ministry of our church. And six years later, this week, we're going to hear some plans about what that might look like. And I encourage you to come and join us on Tuesday evening as we hear from the architects. We're not at the end of the journey, but we are making progress We're heading in the right direction, so let's find joy in that. But where can you find uh, joy in the progress that God is making in your life? That it might fill you with goodness and fill you to live out good lives to those around you. Paul was also filled with joy for the expectation that one day, All that God was doing would be completed and the church would once again be reunited with Jesus as their Lord and their God. The future is bright for the church. God is good. He is revealing his goodness to us and one day the work that he has started will be completed. If we are to live in the goodness of God, We need to be full of joy. We can find joy in what God has already done. We can find joy in what God is currently doing, and we can look forward with joy for what God will do in the future as he completes the work that he has started within us. This week, may our hearts once again all be full of joy, not because everything is perfect, Not because we've arrived at our destination, but may we be full of joy because of the journey that we are on with God. May may that joy that we see of God around us continue to fuel us, to live out the goodness of God in our lives. To fuel the goodness of God, not only do we need to find joy, but we also need to persevere with grace. Paul celebrates the faithfulness of the Philippian church. The church were clear that they were partnered with Paul in sharing the gospel and standing with him. As Paul says, whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. If we are to live out the goodness of God, then we need to persevere. Whether whether he was in chains or free to proclaim the good news of Jesus, Paul knew 
that he could always rely on the Philippian church as they partnered and as they persevered and stood firm with him. The last few months have been tough for us all. Never before has the church been prevented from gathering together to worship in this country. We've had to innovate, we've had to adjust as the culture around us shifts and moves in unprecedented ways. For many of us, this has taken away our freedoms. It's prevented us from doing what we would normally choose to do. But hopefully, as you are still here this morning, you have persevered even in the midst of difficult times. God is good, and his goodness fuels us to live lives even when times are tough. Whether, it, or whether all is well in the world or whether we find ourselves on rocky ground, we can continue to be empowered by his goodness as we live our lives with him. Why? Because God is good. Not just some of the time, but all the time. God is good. But what is it that enables us to persevere? What enables us to stand firm when times get tough? We cannot just persevere because of our own self-determination and our own gifts and our own talents and our own desires. Our own efforts and gifts might work for a while as we decide to stand firm, but ultimately our determination will fade, our gifts and our talents will fail us because we'll find they're not quite good enough. Um, And then how, when everything else has been stripped away, how will we continue to stand and persevere with God? Paul encourages us to grasp that it is the grace of Jesus that enables us to persevere when times get tough. Paul tells the church, you have faithfully stood with me through thick and thin because you share in God's grace with me. When we catch a glimpse of the grace of God, it can transform our perspective. It enables us to persevere where otherwise we would give up. As we see God's grace, we see that when we've lost all hope, when we were confronted by our failures and our brokenness and our sinfulness, Jesus didn't leave us on our own, but he came to us. When we were at our lowest, not only did Jesus stand by us, but he put his arms around us and he lifted us up out of our brokenness and into a new future full of his love and his grace and his goodness. It's as we see God's grace, it's as we see the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us and the victory and sin and his victory over sin and death that we are able to persevere. We can only persevere because of the grace of Jesus. As we stand in the grace of Jesus, there is nothing that can overcome us. Whether we are in prison for our faith or whether we're in the grip of a global pandemic or battling the limits of our own gifting and abilities and humanity, as we see the grace of Jesus, we can know that we can continue to persevere. 
for God is good. All the time, God is good. And in Jesus, he has the victory. Nothing can overcome the goodness of his grace to us. Maybe once again, as a church, catch a glimpse of the goodness of God's grace. May we see what Jesus has done for us. May we see the power and the victory that is his that cannot be overcome. So may we put our faith in his grace today and persevere regardless of what lies ahead of us. That through our perseverance, the goodness of the grace of Jesus may be seen in us. We are fueled by joy. We are fueled by God's grace helping us to persevere. And we're also fueled to live out the goodness of God as we grow in the love of God. Paul's desire for the church is that their love may abound more and more in knowledge and in depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. As God's love and grace takes root in our lives, his love abounds and overflows within us, empowering us to reflect God's goodness in our lives. The church should be and is the most loving, wonderful, good group of people this world has ever seen. Why? Because we know that we are loved by God. We stand in the grace of God. We have experienced his goodness to us. He who started a good thing in us is seeing it through to completion. We should be the trendsetters, the leaders of this world in revealing all that is good in the midst of those around us. As God leads us on this journey, his love will overflow within us and into our neighborhoods and our communities. God's love will continue to grow as we grow in knowledge wisdom and discernment as we identify what is good and lead people forward into it. God's love will be seen, as, as Paul says, as the fruits of righteousness embed themselves in our lives. And, God's, and God reveals his love and goodness through his spirit at work within us. The fruits of righteousness that Paul writes about are the same fruits that he, taught, that he teaches the Galatians church of the fruits of the Spirit. They are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. They are the marks of God's goodness flowing out of his people as we live in the light of his grace. So may we, as God's church, once again invite the Holy Spirit to come and embed himself in our lives that we might be fueled to live for his goodness 
May he break our hearts that we might love those around us. May God take away our bitterness and our resentment uh, that we might be able to uh, and, and replace it with uh, replace fear and bring in joy instead. May God and his spirit moving within us make us kind and good and faithful that we might bless others as he has blessed us. God is good. All the time, God is good. His goodness is at work within us. His goodness is infiltrating our lives, transforming us and fooling us that we might reveal the goodness of God to those around us. So this week, what fuel will you live your life by? Earlier, I mentioned a whole range of things that fuel us, that drive us, that propel us forward in life. But what's fueling your life today? What's driving and leading your life forward? May we not just live this week in our own strength, but may the Spirit of God go with us and fuel us to live out the goodness of God wherever we go. God is good, and his goodness has been revealed to each and every one of us in Jesus. As God is good, he fuels us and he empowers us to go out and reveal and live his goodness into the world around us. So may we find joy in the journey as God leads us forward. May we persevere and stand firm in the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit in each one of us. May we overflow his love that the goodness of God may be seen in us all. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that you are good and that you call us into a relationship with you and out on a journey with you. And so, Lord, as we step out on that journey together now, we pray that you would continue to fuel us as we walk with you. Lord, fill our lives with joy, we pray. We praise you for what you have done, for what you are doing, and what you will do. Lord, we stand today not in our own strength, but we stand dependent in the grace that we have found in Jesus. That even when we were lost, he came and found us. Even when we were unlovely, he loved us. Even when we had no hope, he gave us hope. Lord, may we continue to never lose sight of the grace of Jesus in our lives. And Lord, this morning, for each one of us, wherever we are, we again open ourselves to you and receive the gift of your Holy Spirit in our lives. Lord, would you come and fill us afresh, we pray. Would you establish the fruits of your righteousness in our lives, that as we go and live our lives for you, your goodness may and your love may abound within us 
and many will encounter the goodness of who you are. Through us, your people, we pray. Amen.